1: It's always great this time of year. Uh, it's always great whenever, whatever time of year. But to get this guy on the program, our buddy uh, Leroy Butler, the Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer and the man that will go to the NFL Hall of Fame, uh, is joining us now. Leroy, how you been, buddy?
2: Uh, I've been great, Bill. I can't complain. I see, you know, a lot of people going through a lot of tough times, so I just try to make myself make myself available, and I, I can't tell Joe no. Or he'll put me in his doghouse. That he won't invite me to golf with him. So <laughs> No, you can say no anytime. <laughs> no, I boy can't. Boy or you can do whatever yeah. you want. No, I can't. Nah, you'll give me that stare. No, nah, I don't want
1: that. Hey, Leroy, I got to ask you, and I, I said this last year, um, when, and I really thought you were going to get in last year, but this year, what would it mean – uh, and hopefully we're out of COVID by then and people can go and celebrate. But what would it mean to have you and Charles Woodson, two of the greatest defensive backs ever to play for the Green Bay Packers, to get in in the same class, to have that sea of green and gold, and all those fans appreciate, say, just a Packers weekend?
2: It would be a great start to 2021 because 2020 was just so terrible for so many people for myself. Uh, it, I just want like kids to look at me and Charles to say that safety is a position that is okay to play because, you know, everybody wants to be the quarterback. So, but as of lately, they've been putting in safety the last few years, but, you know, safety and kickers really never got a lot of respect. So now it's okay to be a safety. And I think that's what will be, that would be a phenomenal message but if you're a disabled um, or a special needs kid or you have a parent and you will have a special needs kid like I do, I think once I go in, I think it'll be very important for them because I will represent them. Because I went through some tough times growing up being poor and going through poverty. But if you put in you know, special education, special needs on top of that, that's a lot for any young kid to deal with. So those kind of things would be great. And not to mention... Uh, Woodson has his wine, uh, that we were talking about and I'm developing a new vodka. So somebody going to be drunk somewhere, but it won't be me. But somebody <laughs> will. I was going to say, how does a guy that very,
1: very rarely, if ever drinks develops a vodka?
2: I know, right? And that, but my fans do. And that's the thing about Chad Greenway, a good friend of mine that played, you know Chad, Bill, he yeah. played with, yeah. uh, Minnesota. And him and Gray Duck, they've been doing some great things across the border. And I was like, you know, I don't really into drinking. I don't drink. I don't smoke. He said, but your fans do. And that's true. Every, I guess right. I'll be very honest with you, Bill, and you know this. Me and Reggie White were the only two that did not drink on the yep. um, team. But I did a lot of stuff for Miller Coors, of course. And I do a lot of uh, drink responsibly. I want people to drink, you know, responsibly, of course. I like to throw that Wisconsin thing in there, but I, I want to do a new venture. I talked to Woodson about it, and he said the that business is booming. So I'm very yeah. excited.
1: Yeah, I mean, you talk about a guy that boomed. I mean, you look at a guy like Tito's. I mean, that guy was just exactly in his own now he's he's the biggest <laughs> guy there is. So you know, exactly. I mean, next thing it's gonna be uh it's gonna be now. What are you gonna call it? Is it is it you know drink and leap?
2: Oh, no. Uh, well, you know Leap got to be in it. Leap Premium Vodka.
1: Okay. So I'm, I'm very, go. very Just...
2: excited about it. We should have it up probably by maybe January the 4th, give or take. So oh, I'm I look very, look forward very to maybe
1: a post-game show where you and Gary and I are all sitting around doing taste testing.
2: <laughs> I'll have water. You that's, guys have cigars yeah, and vodka. That's,
1: yeah. <laughs> damn straight that'd be a good day right there that'd be a let it fly day you better hope the packers don't lose on that day we might have to hit that dumb button all day all day long
2: uh, you might be right about, about that about bill you. yeah
1: hey, I, I, I do want to ask I, real, you
2: real quick bill i do appreciate yeah. your uh text the other day thank you but i appreciate it thank you
1: Oh, you know what? Here's the thing, and for those that don't know what he's talking about, it's it's when it was announced that you're a semifinalist again. Everybody in the company, we always put out emails, and, and everybody kind of responds in, in in a group, and and that's great. But it you know it means the most when somebody reaches out, and I've known you for a long time, a lot longer than just working uh, you know at the fan, and I just thought, man, if there's a guy that ever deserves it, and I just remember the amount of time you spent with us in New York, and and all the fun we had, and then sitting there and talking with Ronnie Lott, and, and just the, the. That was one of those moments, Leroy, where when you guys were talking, I learned a long time ago, you shut up, because there's nothing I can contribute to the conversation. I just listen to you guys talk, and I've always had this level of respect for you and what it is you did in the, in the glory days, so to speak, but then to listen to the regurgitation of all the information and all the stories and all of what you guys went through. It just raises that level of respect. And sometimes you don't really appreciate somebody's career until after they're done with it and they tell you what they went through. And then you kind of look at it and go, oh, uh, it gives you another level of appreciation for it. And it's always always been something that stuck with me. So so I, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not saying – that when, but I, I just know you're going to get in. It's 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 going to happen because it's very much deserved. Uh, I wanted to ask you because you you talked about tough times growing up, and we're doing the toy drive, and I, I know we got a little bit of time in this segment. We're going to come back in another one, but I mm-hmm. want to know what you went through as a kid. Um, excuse me, because there's so many parents that go through tough times with their kids, and when we're doing this toy drive, we're sitting here talking about Children's Wisconsin. We're talking about raising money for kids, toys for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in poverty, growing up tough times, growing up as somebody that struggled physically, what was that, what did it mean to you when out of nowhere you were getting toys, when you were getting some kind of level of appreciation in in that particular manner?
2: This is what my mom told me, and she was my hero. She taught me to be the person I am today. She told me the real heroes help people that they don't know. People are calling up, people are going online, helping kids they've never met, they'll never see these kids. I used to be a recipient of programs like we're doing today. And I shout out to all you guys, been doing this for 24 hours. That's real commitment. No other station is doing that. Um, And I just appreciate that because as a little kid, I went to Hope Haven. It was in Jacksonville, Florida, Mm -hmm. and we would get gifts, Bill. We didn't know who it came from, and it really didn't matter at one point. But if you're a parent and you're praying to God to let my son or daughter walk out of this hospital, and I don't have enough money because of a pandemic to provide for them, because every kid wants something, but every kid doesn't want a PS5, Bill. They just want something. Just something that just call their own, and this provides mm-hmm. that. So I want to thank everybody for helping out. This really means a lot.
1: Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk a little more football uh, side of things when we come back. Uh, we're joined by Leroy Butler the Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer, semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This hour of Toy Drive Live also brought to you by our friends at Union House. We thank them for being a part of the program and also from our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Stay tuned. we got more with Leroy Butler coming up right after this. Border to border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. You're listening to Toy
0: Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250am thefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the
1: Bill Michaels show. Welcome back, and we are glad you are with us on Toy Drive Live. Always, always uh, the, the best time of year. So much fun to be able to do this program and to be able to help, uh, you know, in some way, shape, or form raise awareness for the kids that are in the hospital and uh, that will be in the hospital, unfortunately, uh, throughout the year. But if we can raise money, if we can get toys. I said at the beginning of the, uh, of the last hour, I said $7,000 buys 585 toys five hundred and eighty five toys think about all the kids that are going to go through there that's about that's not even half a year so just this little two hours of our program if we can raise seven thousand dollars to buy that amount of toys then think of all the kids we just took care of in some way shape or form and that's only you know maybe a month or so of of the year i mean it just it's mind-boggling how many kids are going to go through children's wisconsin and and what what we can do to help so please keep it coming I want to say hi to Frank. I want to say hi to Christine. I want to say hi to Jesse. Uh, all donated money. Did not want their 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 amounts out there, which is fine. Although I got to say, Frank, you're the man. Uh, but thanks so much for all your donation. Uh, also, this hour of uh, Toy Drive Live brought to you by our friends at Union House. So, Leroy Butler, the Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer and a semi-finalist for this year's Pro Football Hall of Fame, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Leroy, I want to get back into some some X's and O's of this Packers team. Um, you know this team could go thirteen and three, still end up with the number one seed. And as many people have said, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. You go, you win a couple of games in the postseason, you get beat again. Is this a good year? For, you know, in your eyes, right now for Green Bay Packer football, have they done enough?
2: Well, uh, it depends on what side of the ledger you really want to be on, Bill, because it's, it's a, it is a pocket of people. They haven't gotten over the Jordan Love draft. And they're just, well, you got no weapons for Aaron Rodgers, so they're just going to win a lot of games and get knocked out of the playoffs. I would disagree with those folks. I would say, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a good chance. He's the number one rated quarterback. Happy birthday to Aaron, by the way. He's mm-hmm. the number one rated quarterback. He has more touchdowns than anybody, okay? And he has the number one scoring offense. And then if you think about it, I mean, he's uh, number one, well, I'd say 1B in the NFC because, you know, the Saints is like a half game there. You know, how much did that draft really matter? And that's the reason why those people got to get past that and hope that this team is going to be put in a position to win a Super Bowl because there's no really dominating defenses. The one time people thought the Rams were were great. Well, guess what? They got beat by San Francisco. I mean, you, you would think about a lot of upsets, always comes in November. December, Bill, and you know this, and Mm -hmm. so does Joe. Even Evan Heffelfinger knows this, and that's my guy. I love him. (laughs) When you play in December, you play your best football. You have to. Mm -hmm. Bill, if you don't play your best football now, then sooner or later, some teams are going to figure you out. Because in this pandemic, you don't know when a guy may be hit with COVID or injuries you got a guy like Tavon Austin come in and say, listen, I just need a chance. Just give right. me a chance at something. So that's the spark that they need in this offense. So I don't understand about the weapons thing anymore because they're number one across the board in everything. So with that being said, they're going to be one of three teams on in the NFC to have a chance at the Super Bowl because that's what it's really about.
1: 100% correct. Now, defensively speaking, how good are they? I'm going to throw you right into it (laughs)
2: Uh, I have three things that really I was brought up with alignment assignment and execution well -hmm. against the Bears the 57 yard run that Montgomery had that was alignment they weren't even lined up properly I mean so there's your 57 yard now the touchdown, the first touchdown to Robinson, they weren't lined up correctly. Okay, the second touchdown to Robinson, they weren't lined up correctly. So all the minuses are when you're not lined up correctly. But here's the reciprocal, the flip side. When they were lined up correctly, Savage pick. Savage pick. LaDarius Smith sack strip fumble. Preston Smith picks it up score. So you got some babies out there with some grown men, and the babies got to grow up quick, and they have to learn. But I will say this. I'm a big Blake Martinez fan, on and off the field. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, Chris Barnes, they're going to get him back from COVID, by the way, so Mm you will have more depth there. The middle linebacker position, they may regret not bringing back Blake Martinez at some point. I mean, that guy's like – I think he's like 50 in the league in tackles – but the defense is good enough to win. There's no dominant defense anymore. Pittsburgh got one, of course, Baltimore. Right. But, Bill, all these guys are pretty much the same.
1: I mean, even Tampa Bay, uh, as of late, oh. has been giving up points. Yes. You know, they're a good defense, but they've been giving <laughs> yeah. up points. they got a really strong front. Yeah. And so Seattle
2: defense has been playing better, Bill, the last yeah. few. I mean, you know, you know, Jamal Adams, man, that guy's a player. He kind of reminds me of myself in a way I remember I heard my guy Bucky Brooks, say that. But I, they brought Dunlap in, and they've right. been playing better because they were one of the worst in the league a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and when Dunlap, he's the one that got that big sack to the, the game the other night uh, yes, for an Seattle. Athlete. And so they made that move, and it ended up, that one move paid off in, as far as a win goes for them. Um, yeah. But it, the defensive backfield, how would you – because I like Savage – I really, I mean, I really like Savage. When he's healthy, he likes to hit, and I like that. in a, in a guy that's going to roam the middle. I also, mm-hmm. if you can keep Kevin King healthy, obviously Jair Alexander, with Adrian Amos back there, kind of guiding things. How good that secondary I've said before is uh, top seven, top five.
2: See, the thing about it is, it's the rotation that kills them, Bill. For some reason, Pettit likes to play a lot of diamond nickel. Right. So you got some of the babies out there. You got the Sullivans out there. I mean, Raven Greens out there. When normally old school, you only played your dime and nickel when they brought in three receivers. But if you look at the 57-yard run again, back to that particular play against uh, Chicago, he had a dime defense out there. I mean, I'm sorry, a nickel defense. When I say nickel, you got five defensive backs and two linebackers. You really should have had your base out there. Your base defense stops the run when they have two wide receivers. So that's just, a, a, just one of these things where the analytic department say, well, you know, when you're beating a team by 14, they're going to throw the football. So put your best pass defense out there. I would disagree with that. I would put the best defense out there that I think that can give me more opportunities. And that would be when teams want to throw the ball a lot. Every time Mr. Biscuit wanted to throw, it was a disaster. So why would they even throw the football? They ran the mm-hmm. football. And that's the reason, real quick, Bill, how the Colts got back into the game. Remember, they were down 14 points. They ran Jonathan Taylor eight straight times. Run plays, run plays. That's how they got back into the game. Right. They weren't going to throw it. So Pettit has to come up with not to fall in love with these dime and nickel defenses because now it is something new. Rashad Gary, I don't know if people know that, but he actually started the game. Preston mm-hmm. Smith played better, though.
1: Yep, no doubt. Rashad Gary, you like him coming on? Do you, I mean, Yes, do, I, I do. I, he's never going to be that stat guy because everybody keeps talking nope. about sacks. He was never you're a stat guy in Michigan. He needs to be a disruptor and set the edge.
2: Bill, you're smart, man. See, the stuff you see, people don't see on television. They really don't. They just look for the Bosa types, the guys who get 15, 16 sacks, you know, at Ohio State or mm-hmm. wherever. But he's not that guy. This guy was a creator. I mean, he's a big physical guy. That's why he made great out, great. But when you look in the newspaper, no sacks, you know, no cause mm-hmm. fumbles, no touchdowns. But he's really been, you know, he's one of these guys I'm going to give a lot of space to because he was a 12th you know, overall pick to become a great player. I believe the light is going on, and moving forward, he's going to be a pretty good player. He's going to play really good for the Packers moving forward. I'm very excited about him.
1: Leroy, you guys are going to pick up the uh, baton when I get off the air on our flagship station out of Milwaukee and really push people for the toy drive. Uh, Best of luck. I know you're going to get in the Hall of Fame. You and I are going to chat again uh, real soon. We'll probably begin talking about Packers postseason. But nevertheless, uh, thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes, and thanks for picking up the phone when Joe calls.
2: Well, I tell you what, two things I'm looking forward to in 2021 uh, out of a plethora of things. That's hopefully getting into the Hall of Fame. And the second would be uh, be uh, a part of Joe's wedding to watch that because his yeah. wedding had to be pushed off. So his, his beautiful wife and Joe, I'm going to try to make that. I don't care if I'm sitting in my jacket, but I'll try to be there for that. Leroy,
1: well, <laughs> just a suggestion. I would say that, uh, that the best present would be vodka for everybody at the wedding. There you I'll go. Right there you, there go. you go. There you go. You got it. Yes. You got it. That, that, that sounds good, and I, we, we all really appreciate that, Leroy. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. there you go. It's going to be fun lot, stuff. Guys. Leroy Butler, there you go. Thanks, pal. Leroy Butler, the Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer, safety semifinalist for this year's Pro Football Hall of Fame, and joining us for a couple of minutes and always You can find him on Twitter, by the way, at Leap36, at Leap36, but always appreciate it when he comes on the program. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better